Welcome, everybody. It is Club Fantasy's No Punt Intended, presented by Manscaped. This is week 15. I am Josh Hudson. Yes, I know you're used to seeing Joe in this instance. Unfortunately, Joe could not be with us this week. He's actually stuck in an airport. Um, uh, you know, snow in the north and northeast, midwest, whatever. All that crap. There's a lot of snow in the world right now, and that's just kind of what he's dealing with. So you get me, you get Ryan as usual. We're previewing week 15 here, and you know what? It's the fantasy football playoffs. I, I don't know about you, but I need all the advice I can get. We need all this, right? Let's break it down. Let's get into it. Video time. Every time I see it, that intro still gets me fired up. Oh, right? One of the, Hype, dude. I love one it. Of the it, best it takes, it takes the sting away from the crappy intro that I do before that. So it gets everybody on the right track. So full disclosure. <laughs> first and foremost, hello, everybody. I'll get into a real <laughs> intro here in a second. But <laughs> when you fucking said video time, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so for anyone who's ever tuned into a show when Joe isn't here, me and Josh – kind of argue over who needs to do that little intro thing josh is really good at it this last one was not not. very good i'll say this one wasn't but you're normally really good at it i know i'm awful i've i've messed it up every single time so i told josh right before we went online i'll host but you do that intro thing i mess it up when this dude said video time i wish you guys could have saw because if you've ever paid attention when i host I mess that video up every time you see me like fumbling around on my screen so apparently the cue is just to say out loud what you're doing and, and that makes it all work Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Playoffs. It's week 15. This is No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy, also presented by Manscaped. Um, I am your host, Ryan Weiss. As Josh mentioned, no Joe Zolo this week. He is stuck in the North or Midwest, certainly not the Northeast. Josh was all over the place in his intro. He's heading to the Northeast this weekend. I do know that. That's true. Yes, absolutely. He's all over the place. Uh, Joe, after the baseball season ends, uh, gets out there into the world and just gets to go everywhere on his wonderful dad's dime. No. (laughs) But no, Joe got to go do the Cardinals Patriots and uh, then got stuck in uh, Minneapolis. So we hope he's doing well in the airport. We hope everything's going well there. Josh, how are you doing tonight? So. Oh, nice and full. Ready for some football this weekend. We get Thursday game. We get three Saturday games, I, a Monday and Sunday slate. Like, this, it's all over the place. I, this I, is the I week where it, it gets fun. And, and oh, obviously yeah. it's not by the NFL's design, but for to get Saturday football, what happens to be most leagues first week of the fantasy playoffs, that's pretty awesome. Cause now like your fantasy team gets to take over your entire week from Thursday to Monday. So. You got it. Um, normally we would jump into some Monday reactions here and it would have been a big Monday reaction day for Joe, but me and Josh do Monday reactions every Monday. Um, obviously we don't get to talk about the Monday night game though. Josh, did you have any uh, big takeaways other than the, uh, the terrible loss of Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals? I'm honestly like, I'm just sitting here watching this game and I'm like, all right, I need to, to hit start to pause this game, go back into the settings, turn injuries off. Cause like, I mean, we lost Kyler. We lost Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. We lost um, 
Devontae Parker left with a concussion. Not yeah. That he's really fantasy relevant, but Kobe still, Myers like, missed the game with a concussion. So. Yeah. Like there was just one injury after another. And, and it, like so many games were relying on Kyler and Ramondre to win them matchups. And like, I, I'm, I'm playing, I was trying to play spoiler in, in one of my work leagues and I'm sitting there with the Patriots defense. The moment that Kyler goes down, I'm yeah. like, Oh shit, I might pull off an upset on this number one seed and fuck him. Like, massively this and i bet be you did with that and, last no touchdown. i came oh. six points short i came six points short i was so pissed but like in this league our defenses get um they get mad points for like fourth down stops oh, okay. for uh, I like that. For, uh three and outs so like i mean I, i've had weeks where the patriots defense has got me like 40 plus points I love so that. i'm like See? the moment colt mccoy gets in there i'm like Oh, I got this. I'm this close. So I, I saw the dude at work the next day. I was like, JD, you sweating, right? He's like, dude, I went to bed and I look up the next morning. Like, how is it that close? <laughs> you you hit on a good point for leagues out there that don't like team defense and defense and special teams. Explore changing your scoring options. It makes it infinitely more interesting. It definitely. You don't and you know what? I did it by complete accident. Like it wasn't <laughs> even intentional. And then there was one week where the port, the Patriots defense got me like 40 something points. That was the week that uh, fields went like bonkers for like 50. Oh yeah. literally had a hundred points between those two guys or those two positions. And, and a couple of league mates were like, how when got what? Yeah. <laughs> and like after that, I looked at our defensive settings and I'm like, Oh, that's why they scored so much. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, we, we did the same thing. We made sacks more valuable. Um, we made, we made points ladder matter less because basically what I said was everybody scores in the NFL. So let's yeah. make defenses doing stuff matter and not make offenses. Well, especially because like all the, the penalties and stuff and yeah. how the league regulates now, like they want to see offense. So it's like, exactly. you know what? Why shouldn't that translate to fantasy? No, that's a really good point. I'm glad we start off the show with that. But uh, we touched on the injuries. Uh, Josh asked me to do the injury update. He has in our notes that this should only take five minutes. This is going to take at least all five of these minutes. <laughs> I probably went a little overboard. I've never done the injuries for this show before, but I was like, there's so much news. So I did it by position, and now I'm just going to go. Josh, I'll stop after each position if you want to chime in on anything. Go so. for it. Uh, we got Lamar Jackson not back to practice yet. There were, you know, there were hopes that he was only going to be out for one week. Um, with this being a Saturday game, it's very unlikely he's going to play. Tyler Huntley is still in concussion protocol, however, so we could be looking at Anthony Brown again in this game. Also in concussion protocol at quarterback are Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett. So we don't know a ton of what's going on there. As we mentioned, Kyler Murray tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Marcus Mariota went to the IR, but he was already being benched, and this just kind of went into it. So Desmond Ritter is going to take over for the Atlanta Falcons. Justin Fields missed practice today with an illness and did officially get that questionable tag. And then the Jets are going into this week as if Mike White is going to be healthy and start the game. Josh, anything on the quarterback? So a couple of things that that I, I've seen through the news desk that have come through. Um, Huntley did get in a full practice, even though he is in, still in concussion protocol. So okay. at least – at that point, it's looking like we may get Huntley this week, which definitely helps if you roster Mark Andrews and you know maybe you're you're relying on Demarcus Robinson in a flex or something like that. Yeah, um, I, I'm super hyped for Desmond Ritter. <clears throat> let me just tell you that. But um, the big the big news for me was uh, not necessarily that the Jets are preparing for Mike White, but that they elevated Zach Wilson to the backup role, and Joe Flacco is officially the third string. So. For me, that tells me that Mike White might be on a shorter leash. Oof. Not maybe not necessarily be a performance, but 
you know, maybe they're not trusting yeah. the fact that he's fully healthy. Yeah, they definitely would rather have Wilson go in there than Flacco. So that is an interesting situation. And Salah had said he had visioned Wilson playing again this season. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely doesn't help for the picks I'm uh, laying out on the line this week, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, despite interesting optimism from Lovey Smith, where after the game he said, or maybe it was the day after, he said it was going to take a lot to keep Damian Pierce from playing. A high ankle sprain. He's missing some <laughs> yeah. time, let's be honest. He's doubtful and likely to miss weeks 15 and 16. I've actually had a bunch of people ask if he is droppable. I want to explore that a little bit later, Josh, because he plays week 17 against Jacksonville. Uh, Josh Jacobs is expected to play. It's a dislocated finger that he was getting looked at. Kenneth Walker is going to play tomorrow night. So that's a, a change in fortune from what we, it's not going to help you any against San Francisco, but it's nice to have Mac completely agree. And I hate those running backs. You're absolutely right. But it's super interesting that he's back so quickly. Uh, Jeff Wilson is listed day to day with a hip injury. Um, the expectation is that uh, Raheem Mostert will lead the attack. There are no definitive words on any of the Patriots running backs today. Neither Stevenson nor Damian Harris practiced. Stevenson is dealing with a new ankle injury. Harrison is, or Harris rather, has been out in, with a thigh injury. If they both miss, you're going to need to pivot to Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris if you want a big part of this attack. They're playing the Raiders, so you kind of do. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Josh, anything on the running back? I'm going to avoid that Patriots situation at all costs. Like, th- this just has, like, I-, I looked up and they're like, oh, Harris was the ball. I'm like, wait, Damian Harris? I thought he was out. They're like, oh, <laughs> Kevin Harris. I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought Pierre Strong was the third guy up. And it, it was just like a yo-yo effect. And I'm like, I'm having serious PTSD to like six years ago. With feels all like the Patriots it, running backs that really like, feels you know, like just it. sit there and rotate and you can't rely on them for fantasy. I, I don't want anything to do with that. I really don't. It, it's going to be a massive headache if Stevenson is out and, and Damian Harris. Continues I completely agree. I took Stevenson out of every lineup. I have him and I have a lot of, of Ramondre Stevenson. So. Yeah, I have him on a lot of dynasty teams. Yeah. Uh, to the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton is day-to-day with a hamstring injury. The news, and it's funny, I didn't read this about Russell Wilson. I read this about Cortland Sutton. It seems unlikely they will play him because he is they are eliminated from the playoffs. Um, Traylon Burks still in concussion protocol, and um, Vrabel refuses to discuss players in the protocol. I found that interesting as well. Um, Tyreek Hill is dealing with bumps and bruises, according to his coach. Um, he should be able to play through. Well, it's week 15. I'm sure there's bumps and bruises. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Debo Samuel, high ankle sprain as well. And right now they don't even have that fully confirmed. They say it's likely a high ankle sprain. Um, and he is unlikely to play again until week 18, meaning if you're not playing Dynasty, Debo Samuel is droppable. It's not in the immediate notes. So is Cooper Cup. They just came out and said, don't expect him to play again um, this season. Uh, what happened with T Higgins was a wonderful topic on Monday. T Higgins re-aggravated a hamstring injury in pregame warmups. So he lost the injury designation, but then re-aggravates in pregame warmups. Only ended up playing two snaps in that game. Um, they want to see how he looks this week, but all indications are he is trending in the wrong direction to play. Also unlikely to play, though he is listed as day-to-day as Tyler Boyd. Dislocated finger on his right hand, but I read that it is a week or two. They almost expect him to be out. Um, I'm going to get to him. Jamar Chase to the moon, baby. Well, I'm say, also, now listed as not, yeah. not playing in this game. So Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase only. 
Uh, DJ Moore has a knee sprain, but it is not considered significant. He should play this week. Um, I covered the Cooper Cup thing. Neither uh, Devontae Parker nor Jacoby Myers were at practice today. They are both still in the concussion protocol. I'm just going to blow through the tight ends real quick because it's two pieces of good news. Dallas Goddard and Darren Waller both designated to come off of IR this week. Both expected to play in week 15. Same news Let's goes go, for baby. That's right. So a Let's lot of people go. coming back, but not as many people who are going out. But Josh, obviously the Dallas Goddard thing. Oh, um, Dallas Goddard's huge, especially for the weeks coming up. I mean, you got Chicago, you got um, Dallas on Christmas Eve, and yeah. then we end the season with, uh, I believe it's the Giants and then the Commanders. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are all matchups that Goddard can take advantage of. I know Dallas has been seemingly pretty solid against tight ends, but like as the way Chicago. That- the so. way, yeah, but I mean, the way that that Philly can spread out the offense, Precisely. It, it's you know, it's not going to matter. It's, it's I don't want to say Goddard's matchup proof because that's not exactly what I mean when I say this. Goddard's the only tight end that truly is matchup proof, and even then, he's had a couple stinkers the last few say. weeks, is Travis Kelsey. <clears throat> when I say Goddard is matchup proof, I mean to say it doesn't matter if the team is good against the tight end, bad against the tight end. The way Philly spreads their offense. Philly is going to determine whether you play Dallas Goddard or not. It has nothing to do with the defense they're facing. <laughs> like it, it just does not matter. Uh, folks, get your questions in. We know you guys are in the playoffs. We're, we're happy to have gotten you there. Feel free to drop any and all questions in the chat. We are going to be there to help you. We have nothing right now, but uh, Josh, go ahead and tell the good folks about our uh, sponsor for today's show. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, Club Fantasy's No Punt Intended is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle the performance package it includes the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver groin deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all of those goodies now one cool thing with manscaped and i know we've harped on this probably for the last few weeks when they approached us about sponsorship they were kind enough to send myself ryan and joe the performance package that we're talking about here. We've all had a chance to use all these products. Can't speak highly enough about them. Like it's, they're absolutely fantastic. I've not had any types of issues. Um, The, the trimmers themselves are waterproof, so you can use them in the shower if need be. But more importantly, it's so much easy. It's so easy to clean. Um, The, the 4.0 trimmer, it helps reduce the nicks, reduces risk of ingrown hairs and grooming accidents, which, can very easily happen anytime you're using with sharp objects. Let's let's just be honest. Uh, you can do it a thousand times, and that thousand and one time is oh crap, I'm bleeding. Shit. Yeah, you know it happens. Where did you know? this blood come from? <laughs> <laughs> I was not painting earlier. I promise. Yes. <laughs> but everything from top to bottom has been absolutely fantastic. So join over four, five million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with these this exclusive offer. Just for you from us, if you go to manscaped.com at checkout, use promo code Club Fantasy and get 20% off and free shipping on your entire purchase. We're coming up on the holidays. This great gift items for men in your life, even for women in your life. Ryan, you've talked about how much Marlia loves it. Yeah, we've let Marley use it. Um, I'm definitely, I love the the weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer. I mentioned this on every show. I'm a mustache guy, though I've let it all grow in a little bit, but I'm a mustache guy, so it's nice to be able to keep all that 
nice and clean. And I want to throw out, you can get the t-shirts you'll see us wear sometimes and the boxer briefs that you've never seen us wear unless you're watching us, you weirdos. Um, but you can get those things on their website. They are some of the most comfortable products that I've ever felt. These are high quality t-shirts, high quality boxer briefs. They don't ride up in you. It's a really very cool thing. And Marlia loves those too. Marlia likes to, uh, Re requisition my boxer briefs as shorts that she wears around the house and she absolutely loves them they're like the softest things ever so i i highly recommend it you guys will be shocked at all the products they have this is not just razors we're talking about over at manscape yeah. once again go to manscape.com use promo code club fantasy at checkout save 20 percent <clears throat> and free shipping manscaped.com nah, absolutely so uh elixir says you know he's been 12th the whole season <laughs> it, let's it, go it, baby spoiler time Yep. It's time to rank up. We're winning from here out. So I love, I love the enthusiasm. So Elixirs, does 12 make the playoffs? Are you still in this race? What's going on here? Hey, you need to win this team league, so. league, you know? Yeah. I was gonna say, if it's a big league, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I was going to say, we have a 14 team or a writer's league and eight teams make the playoffs. Eight teams make so. the playoffs. No buys in that league. You're fighting for it, man. So uh, first question of the show, we got to start one quarterback, two running backs, one flex. So we're going to start with the quarterbacks. We're choosing between Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tagovailoa, Josh. Uh, who does Herbert play this week? Chargers play the Titans. Ooh, the Titans. that looks mm, that's a good matchup. I, I, I just don't see how you can bench fields. I like, I, I, I've said this previously, we talked about it on Monday. Like, if there's any defense that's well equipped to shut down fields, it's Philly because they go against Jalen Hurts in practice every single week. But that rushing floor is just it's too it's nice. high to ignore for me. It really is. And, and I know the Titans are very suspect on defense and you know herbert's got his weapons back but i mean all it takes is 60 yards and two rushing touchdowns for fields and he can probably beat most of what herbert does on the air so just so i'm not going to disagree with any of that except justin herbert's my qb1 this week give me every right, bit enough. of justin herbert I you're the one that does ranking so yep, yeah. they're, they're gonna eat the titans alive uh, we got to choose two of these running backs and then we may oh no and we may choose the other one as well. Alvin Kamara, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs. Right away for me, you're not starting Kenneth Walker, plain and simple. He's yeah, uh, I'm riding with – Kamara's got a great matchup against Atlanta as well. Atlanta. And he definitely needs a bounce back after some really bad games recently. Yeah, Jacobs versus no, New England is yeah, kind of – no eh, way but, in but you're not hell him. you're sitting Josh Jacobs at all. Yep. I, I don't care who he's playing. You're not sitting Josh Jacobs. Yep. So Kamara and Jacobs. So then the real question here, Josh, is one flex out of Kenneth Walker, Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Evan Ingram. Well, never Juju, let's be honest. I, was um, say, I, know, I know who Josh isn't picking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about Walker not really having a great matchup. I'll be honest with you. I don't hate Evan Ingram. I, like he, he's being so so involved in this offense um the Cowboys I mean they couldn't even stop the Texans I'm sure they're gonna bounce back and yeah, I just the Jaguars are, are definitely one of these like kind of up and down teams right like they play really really good one week and then the next week it's just like yeah we were what just did talking you about do this week to prepare for this yeah exactly you know, and them coming down to the wire here obviously the Titans are slipping they're only two games back from winning this division. If they keep their foot on the gas, and it's not like Doug Peterson doesn't know this team. He coached Philly for years. He knows all exactly what the Cowboys do on defense. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm riding with Ingram here. I'll I'm, take it. I, I, there's nothing in me that wants anything to do with Mark Andrews this week. 
and I'm actually fine with benching Andrews as well. I, I knew we were going to be on opposing sides of this because I know we from our Monday show that you are okay with Ingram. I am not, and I am very okay with Juju. Um, Denver is also supposed to be good against wide receivers. Juju had 11 targets in that game, caught, I think, nine balls and a touchdown. So I am not worried about Juju Smith-Schuster in this offense, and I think he's going to be absolutely fine against Houston. The game is likely to get away from Houston. It's going to be a big Isaiah Pacheco game. Um, But assuming any version of PPR, I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster. But I get every point Josh is making. I just don't see or Juju as a as a must start and in a not great matchup that Houston sucks it. against tight ends and they suck against running backs. This is a Pacheco Kelsey game for me. All right. Now this one gets a little bit more interesting. He's uh losing T. Higgins and Ramondre Stevenson. I agree with both benching both of those guys, by the way. He is choosing between AJ Dillon, Kenneth Walker, um, Elijah, Elijah Moore with the Jets, and then Evan Ingram. So the Jets take on Detroit. And AJ Dillon takes on the Rams, Rams on Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Um, I'm still against Ingram in this situation. I'm really choosing between Elijah Moore and Dillon. Um, I would need to take a quick look at what Elijah Moore has done recently because I've not paid attention. It hasn't really done much, but if there's a, he's got a really nice stretch of games coming up. I will say the one thing that worries me with Elijah Moore is we don't know how healthy Mike White is. Exactly. And with them elevating Zach Wilson as the backup, if Zach Wilson enters this game at all, Elijah Moore's ceiling goes yeah. to the shitter, like yep. in a heartbeat. And that's not fun. I mean, that's the Jets in general. And and spoiler yeah. alert, I'm super high on Mike White this week. And I'll be honest, I had missed the news Josh just threw out there about Zach Wilson. I'm still going to ride all of my picks because I've done the research and I really like Mike White. Um, but I am a little nervous. I'm, I'm much more nervous than before. I would go Elijah Moore. I tend to lean on wide receivers. And again, I don't trust Evan Ingram, which is going to come up later. Yeah, and, I'll, I like, and I think A.J. Dillon... I like a matchup. Like, yeah. I mean, the Rams, especially if Aaron Donald doesn't play. I mean, I, I think they're going to fight. Like, they showed some life, obviously, coming back and beating the Raiders. As bad as this Packers team is, I don't think they're as bad as what the Raiders showed Thursday, last Thursday night. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think they can. And, again, th- this is the time of year when Dylan gets going. And, and you know, two of the last three games, I believe, for uh, the Packers, he's had over 60 yards rushing. Like he's starting to finally, you know, pick things up. Aaron Jones dealing with the shin injury that came back. Um, he's going to see a lot of run here, and I think that provides a, a nice, like, safe floor as, as yeah. a flex spot. It's a home um, game for Green Bay too, right? Yeah, and yeah. but I, I will say this: the biggest problem is you, you know, you're throwing him into the flex, and a lot of times too, if you're feeling like on Monday, it's like, oh, I need to shoot for ceiling. You may not have that with Dylan, but you definitely have that with Elijah Moore. Yeah, but. He plays it Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah, so you're, you're not really going to know. You're choosing like, now. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, like I said, I don't hate Dylan. If you're at all worried about Mike White, shy away from Elijah Moore and go Dylan. But this is an Elijah Moore answer for me. There you go. Dalton Schultz or Evan Ingram? To the point for Czar. Uh, for me, it's Dalton Schultz. As oh, I guess I'm just picking against Evan Ingram this whole show. But even yeah, if I, I, mean, I like I said, I like Ingram. But yeah, th- this is Schultz for me. He's been. The hella consistent since he came back. He's seeing the targets. Um, Jaguars 
not exactly great against the tight end. So bad against the tight end. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And that's that's what I was going to say. Uh, let's knock out a couple more questions. Um, we got who is the best waiver pickup for week 15? Um, so I'm assuming you either have very late waivers. <laughs> or... Well, there are some that run heading in like Wednesday night, like their two day waiver period. Yeah. So um there's you write the, the waiver article ryan i was Hit gonna em. say there's there's an article <laughs> on the website written by yours truly um right now if you're looking running back if he's still out there zonovan knight has been kind of my go-to um but one guy who's out there in far too many leagues when you look at their schedule is jarek mckinnon um obviously everyone's very in on isaiah pacheco and i completely agree but mckinnon is the passing down back for the chiefs and the chiefs have the easiest schedule for running backs moving forward in the playoffs uh take a look out for damian harris out there in a lot of leagues and if Ramondre stevenson can't go and harris can go that's a play you want if you're looking at wide receiver donovan peoples jones is available in 55 percent of leagues at least he was as of yesterday insane passing option as Deshaun Watson is throwing the ball more. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch any of that Browns game. Donovan Peoples-Jones was heavily targeted on every single play. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, lower guys, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell. Van Jefferson is a guy who I got in a bunch of leagues this week. He was out there in a ton, and he looks Even like ben he and Skaronic. Baker are going to have a nice little connection going on there. So Even Skoranek and Tutu Atwell got – he saw a decent amount of targets too. Yep. Our favorite Zolo in the chat. Lou, how you doing, buddy? Your son's your son abandoned us tonight, but we're glad to have at least one Zolo with us. Fields or Cousins? Now, this is a question I'm interested in because yeah, I, this is interesting for me because uh, Cousins at home typically is money. Um, I, I think this could be a very big Adam Feeling game, um, but I, I don't think Cousins is going to have like a four touchdown game. I really don't. I was going to say the, um, the Colts very good at slowing wide receivers. And again, that could be cause and effect sort of thing, but they don't allow a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. Yeah. So I think, I think we'll get more of a, a steady dose of um, Dalvin cook in this game. Um, I mean, he's a guy that it, he's been running really well. Uh, he ran into, I'm telling you the best run defense in the NFL since week six, Detroit lions. Yeah. Um, Josh has been on that. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Fields just for the rushing upside. Sounds good. Uh, do we just mean in general who would we play over Fields? Because for probably, me, yeah, it's a small list um, right now. While I'm figuring this injury thing out, Justin Fields comes in on my rankings as QB ten. I'm just gonna quickly list the nine guys I had have ahead of him. I don't know for a fact I would play all of these guys over him, but I probably would. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins with the matchup against Indy, Dak Prescott with the matchup against Jacksonville, um, and actually I had Lamar up there, so it's only eight guys. Geno Smith, I would play over him. Oh, I wouldn't touch Geno Smith against San it, Fran. I was just going to say, not in the San Fran matchup. So Fields is moving up my list as we speak. So those are the seven guys, Dak Prescott, Cousins, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, Allen Hurt. Only guys I would play over Fields this week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and Cousins is iffy because I didn't even know how I wanted to answer that question when it popped up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, there, there's like three guy, three automatic guys week in and week out, regardless of the matchup, that I'm 1,000% starting over fields. That's Jalen Hurts, it's Josh Allen, and it's Patrick Mahomes. And you can make a case for um, Joe Burrow at this point. Like, dude's been on absolute fire. Uh, yeah. Not having the weapons, like not having T. Higgins, not having Tyler Boyd, I think knocks him back a little bit. Um, but you know, he's got Jamar chase. He's fine. Jamar chase can beat any freaking coverage. Um, so I, I think that's, I, I, I have fields pretty much as a consistent 
like overall QB five at this yeah. point. I think that's very because, fair. Um, I mean, like I said, the rushing floor is is it's just too high to ignore. And you know, they they're coming off the bye week. He now has an extra week that he can, you know, continue to work with uh Chase Claypool, who, you know, only has really only been in Chicago like a month, you know, five, six weeks, give or take. So, you know, they can work on some of that timing. Um, Fields is obviously getting healthier. So I think that um, depending on how that shoulder healed, we'll likely see more um, design runs, which we did not get in week 13. And so that's what I was going to say. It's the plethora of things working against field that has me worried, but you're hundred percent right that you can't bench him because just to throw it out there, there's the shoulder injury, there's the new illness. And then there's the fucking Philadelphia defense. His legs give him a wonderful advantage. And Josh, I have they improved since they brought in the two big defensive tackles? Because I know Philly was getting gashed by the run for a while there. So they've they've, they've done a lot there. So well, I mean, it like it was it, the the like the very next week they played Indianapolis, and completely. and that was my like, oh, he's gonna go for one fifty against this you know shoddy run defense. He gets forty nine rushing yards on the very first drive and ends the game with only eighty four. Yeah, so like. They, they figured it out really quick. And then they got Jordan Davis back. Like, they've shut everybody down on the ground. Well, there you go. So, again, feel you can't bench him because he could pop off for insane amounts of points, what he can do with the rushing. And every defense can be beat. We've pointed that out. It may not be with his arm. Uh, Chase Claypool, also questionable for this game. Not that it matters, but it is his wide receiver one. It may not be with his arm, but the floor his legs provide, as Josh has pointed out, is what you're looking for there. Tua versus Cousins. Uh, for me, it's Cousins this week just because Tua plays Buffalo. So Yeah, uh, I don't think we're going to get a repeat of the uh, the Miami Tua against Buffalo. I was just going to say, in uh, Buffalo, this is in different Buffalo. weather. Yep. And, uh, you know, Waddle's been, I don't think he's had a, a better finish than wide receiver 38 over the last four weeks. To, uh, Tyreek Hill's been banged up. Their running game isn't really working right now. They're still down. They're starting right tackle. They did get Taron Armstead back, but he's clearly hobbling. Like they're 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 having some inconsistencies on that offensive line, and it's disrupting the timing. And this is a very timing driven offense, yeah. And that's what's hindering Tua right now. So for me, I'm riding with Cousins. Yeah, you you brought that up on Monday that when these fast guys lose a step because of injury, that can mess a lot of mm-hmm. things up. So. Uh, standard league for our buddy elixirs cam Akers, travis Etienne, alvin kamara we have to pick two um i think josh and i can both agree you're not benching alvin kamara against the atlanta falcons so correct yeah i'm sitting etn in this matchup not yeah, that i, I was have at- like a ton of faith in cam Akers, but it's standard and he's not catching any passes so you're, you're the hoping green bay that rush defense is bad so. Yeah, the Green Bay rush defense has not been good. Um, they're they're going to feed him the football. He's gonna he's gonna touch the ball eighteen times. Hopefully, he gets fifty yards at least. Maybe he falls in the end zone. He did last week. Yeah, so. they they are extremely close. I I would also go Kamara, but I think I would go Travis Etienne here just because I'm a notorious Cam Akers hater. But he's been getting the work. As Josh I think Etienne's just so. hitting that rookie wall right now. And like I said, and I've and I've talked about this before. I know Etienne's not a rookie, but this is truly he's a his rookie. rookie season. <laughs> and you know, I, I think some of the the heavy carry games are really starting to take their toll on him. Like he he's not a workhorse back, and they have been using him like a workhorse back. This is a guy that to me is a lot more efficient when he's working in that, you know. 12 to 18 touch range yeah and you know he scores a touchdown he racks up you know seven yards per touch like 
that's the ETN that that I want. That's why, like, I didn't have an issue when they were still playing James Robinson. Let James Robinson be the the banger in between the tackles. We've you talked know, about that. It's, yep. it's Zeke and Pollard, right? Like, I'm not saying that that what ETN does isn't you know is better than like or worse than like you know scat back or something like that. Like, he's better than a scat back and a change of pace guy, but. NFL offenses right now just work better with two backs. 100%. And I think Jacksonville is a team that can work better with two backs. They just need to find that second back that truly works with Travis Etienne. I would love to know the behind the scenes of just James Robinson because he was so good those first two weeks. Made me look like an ass because I was very down on James Robinson. And then falls out of grace in Jacksonville, goes to the Jets, and has been like a healthy scratch for games with the Jets. I would love to know the behind the scenes with James Robinson. Last question before we finally get into our upsides. Who do I start at kicker? You go follow at Lindellians on Twitter, and she is going to give you her full kicker rankings. Um, I'll throw a name out there that might be available in leagues because my number one kicker is forever Daniel Carlson. Um, maybe I think Youngway Koo. He was on by last week. Maybe go grab Youngway Koo. I'm pulling up Linda's rankings right now. Okay. Her top 10. Tyler Bass. Okay. Harrison Butker. Okay. Daniel Carlson. So far, Evan McPherson. Yep. Brett Maher. Yep. Jake Elliott. Nope. Cameron Dicker. Nope. Robbie Gold, Joey Sly, and Michael Badgley. Okay. She disagrees with me a lot, and she is way smarter at kicker than me. So <laughs> go, go to fantasylife.com. Go to uh, their tool section up top. Click on rankings. Uh, change the position to kicker and then click on Linda. That's what you yep. do. Yeah. She, Linda is she the, knows the this stuff. She kicker is, expert. she's the kicker queen. She knows her shit and that's who we follow Connor. But yeah, it would be young way for me. Uh, we didn't miss your question there, Mike. We're just going to knock out some, a uh, little bit of the show real quick. So we do our upside picks every week. Uh, last week, Josh, Oh, for three. So we're right back on track. Back on track, baby. <laughs> you are eight and 30 for the season. I went one and two last week. I'm at eight and 31, just a half game behind you. Joe went one and two last week and he is kicking our ass at 14 and 25. Josh, you have, uh, is it Chigazim Akonkwo top seven versus the Los Angeles chargers, Michael Pittman top 20 at the Minnesota Vikings and Desmond Ritter leads Atlanta to victory in his very first start. Josh, go in on whatever you want to go in on. So I'll start with a conquo. Um, for me, th- this boils down to right now, there's probably about four tight ends in fantasy that I trust. And, and a conquo is one of them. Um, with, there, there's a lot of question marks right now around Traylon Burks, you know, the, just getting back from the concussion protocol. Uh, a conquo has three straight games of at least five targets. Um, and Tennessee is using him a lot more than a lot of these other weapons. Um, he's running in line a lot more than the other tight ends like Jeff Swaim, Austin Hooper. And that is where uh, the Chargers tend to struggle covering tight ends the most is in line. They allow the 13th most fantasy points to tight ends running in line in formations. Uh, The Chargers, they've only allowed four touchdowns all season to tight ends. Travis Kelsey has three of them. So on paper, it's not the best matchup. But the upside here is that Derwin James is dealing with a leg strain. He missed last week's game. So even if he plays this week, he's going to be a little bit hobbled. Okonkwo runs a 4-5-240. He is a mismatch at the tight end position for defenses. And the one thing that, that we preach all the time is that there are plenty of athletic tight ends that come into this league. And offenses don't want to use them. 
Yep. Guess what? Tennessee is using him. And they have so, no choice. Start him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tennessee flat out has no choice. I love the Michael Pittman pick. Uh, just no corners in Minnesota. They do a much better job at stopping the run than they do the pass there. Yeah. And here's the, the fun stats that I figured out. So they allow the third most fantasy points overall to wide receivers and the third most to wide receivers out wide in formation. Obviously, we know that's where Pittman lines up the most. Mm-hmm. But since week 10, they allow the second most fantasy points to outside receivers. So, wow. and this is why I set this at top 20, because I don't know what this Colts passing offense is going to look like because it just sucks straight yeah. up. And Matt Ryan has been dog shit all year, but you got to throw me a bone here and throw Michael Pittman the football. <laughs> it seems likely that they do. Um, it, you mentioned, you know, they haven't been good, but they're also coming off of a bye, so you're hoping that you're going to see a, a more prepared Colts offense than what we've seen the last few weeks. So that's the um, hope, anyway. Yeah, hope. Um, I love the Desmond Ritter pick. Obviously, that's just a, a, a gut call there, and we all hope he comes out week of preparation. The Saints no. suck, and my favorite team this year is Philly, and whoever's playing the Saints because Philly owns their first round pick. <laughs> there you go. I went one or two last week. Um, as I mentioned, I'm big on Mike White this week, so I am picking Mike White to outscore Jared Goff. Jared Goff has been a darling. Oh, that's a that's a layup toss. Come on, man. This is batting practice. Jared Goff sucks at home. Actually, all, road. Excuse me. all of mine are very easy. I, my last one's bold. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, right. I have him as a top 10 running back at Houston, obviously. That's um, and then I think all three Los Angeles Chargers wide receivers finish in the fantasy top 30 against Tennessee. So I'll talk a little bit about that one. Um, you're absolutely right. The Mike White one is a layup. He's also my stream of the week. Isaiah Pacheco, 80 carries Spoiler in the alert. last five games. What's that? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 80 carries in the last five games. Uh, my goodness. Um, just not thinking we would see a bell cow on that. What I like about Houston giving up points to the running back is they give up way more of their points in the rushing game to the running back than they do the passing game to the running back. So there's a very even split or a very clean split between McKinnon in the passing game and Pacheco in the rushing game. They've allowed six rushing or running backs to go over a hundred yards and they've allowed 10 running backs to score 10 fantasy points on just their rushing production, 10 plus fantasy points with the chargers wide receivers. Um, Two of their last three games, they've had three wide receivers with at least six targets. And that's one game with Mike Williams back and one game without Mike Williams back. So they are using all three of these wide receivers. And it's a little bit bent to the detriment of Gerald Everett, but I don't care. Um, but way more importantly, 45 this is about plus the wide receivers, not the tight Exactly. <laughs> but 45 plus attempts in each of their last three games. There well, is the running game just isn't work. efficient. At exactly. All. And... Tennessee is actually a pretty good matchup against running backs. So this is a game where they may need to pass the football just to get everything going. Um, Tennessee gives up the most points to wide receivers, almost 42 fantasy points per game in 10 games this season. Two wide receivers have hit 10 plus fantasy points and in another four games, three wide receivers for the same team have hit 10 plus fantasy points this season. Tennessee gives up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. And that's what I expect to see happen. All right. And then we got Joe's picks. Joe went one and two last week. He has Gabe Davis as a top 20 wide receiver versus Miami. That's basically a big fuck you to Xavier Howard. I was just going to say, yep, we knew what he was going for there. Justin Fields is a top 
five quarterback versus the Eagles. Josh, I'm going to let you talk about that one in just a second. And then Tutu Atwell, who's been getting more and more involved. Um, I did not realize his first name wasn't actually Tutu. I saw C. Atwell. I figured it was him. I had to go look that up. I don't even remember what his first name is anymore. But anyway, Joe has him as top 30 at the Green Bay Packers. But Josh, Joe has Justin Fields top five against Philly. And you and I talked a lot about this on Monday. It's a tough matchup against Philly. And we've already talked about it tonight. But the rushing upside. Is there a legit chance? Joe gets this one right. I, absolutely. I mean, anytime you're talking about Justin Fields and his rushing upside, he has top five written all over him. I mean, he's the top five quarterback on the season in points per game. Um, Philly allows the second fewest fantasy points on the season to quarterbacks. Yeah. The only team better is Houston. Um, and they allow to they've, – they've given up 273 rushing yards to uh, to quarterbacks on the season. Uh, that's 12th best actually. So if you're going to beat them, it's running the football and by running, I mean the quarterback running the football. Yeah. Um, so there, there's definitely that advantage. I, I will say this. And I don't know if anybody saw um, the, the Mike, Michael Parsons video that's coming around how he's like, you know, basically trying to throw shade on Philly about how, you know, is Hertz really like an MVP candidate or is he just like part wow. of the system? And it, and honestly, it feels a little bit like a Jedi mind trick, right? Because now he's got Philly thinking about Dallas when they still have another opponent to play this week, yep. right? So now everybody in Philly is like, oh, we can't wait for Christmas Eve, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You still have to go play the Bears. Yeah. And the Bears can sneak up on you. Because they have a quarterback that's proven to be really good. Just doesn't have great weapons around him. So I think this could very, and especially it's a road game. This could be a trap game for Philly for that exact reason. So I don't hate this call. I hope he's wrong. Because if Fields is a top five quarterback, that means Philly's probably struggling. And maybe not getting a win this week. Um but there's definitely an alternate universe where this comes to re- fruition, and hopefully it's not the, this actual universe. All right. Let's knock out some questions before we get into the downsides. Drake London or Elijah Moore? Drake London taking on the African. Drake London to the moon! I was going to say, I don't know how it's not Drake London. Um, Marcus Lattimore hasn't played great when he even plays to begin with. And uh, we're hoping Desmond Ritter is going to come in. There's gonna be, There should be a rookie connection. Obviously, we haven't seen Ritter play at all this season. It's going to be a very interesting game, but the Saints suck. So. <laughs> Straight up, Saints suck. Uh, we got uh, Christian Kirk, Chris Olave, or Alan Lazard in standard. Uh, I'm throwing Lazard out. I don't think he belongs in a sentence with these two guys. So Yeah, it's Olave for me. I, I don't mind Christian Kirk, um, but with Evan Ingram and how much they're using him, uh, I think that's kind of taking away some of that slot love for Christian Kirk. Um, so get, give me a lobby here. Cause I think he can definitely rack up some yards against that. Uh, not Be- so great Falcon secondary because it's a standard. That's why I agree with you because Christian Kirk playing in the slot will not see trade digs. And obviously trade digs is a, a gift and a curse if you will, but because it's a standard league, I am going to go ahead and, uh, lean on Chris Olave in this one as well. Uh, fun question here, Jared Goffer to Sean Watson. You are basically making me choose between broccoli and brussels sprouts um so not not exactly thrilled to make this decision 
<laughs> Someone doesn't like their veggies. <laughs> um, I hate both of these quarterbacks this week. Um, if I'm choosing, I'm probably choosing Deshaun Watson for the rushing upside and the fact that the guy went for almost 300 total yards last week. So. Yeah, that really kind of burned my uh, my underdog pick on last week's show. Mine too. Like shit. Um, yeah, I, I I want to believe in golf. I do. Like I, this Lions team has been so much fun to watch. Um, just like it, it, everything that that has come from you know the hard knock series in the off season, um, and, and just the attitude and, and you know how they've been able to bounce back after a slow start. But until Jared Goff shows me that he can play on the road, I I'm not playing it, especially against a good defense that is the New York Jets. So I'll I'm I'll ride with Deshaun Watson, even though it makes me want to vomit. Reports out of Cleveland today is that the Browns plan on throwing the deep ball a little bit more. Probably good with guys like Donovan Peoples Jones involved as well. Um, I, I think well, it's and it's also a home game, so we're gonna get peak Amari Cooper this week. Yeah, and for anyone who cares, they're switching to the white face masks of the old cardiac kids days. The people of Cleveland are ecstatic for the throwback white face masks on the helmets this year or this week. So. <laughs> Little, there you little go. inside information, and, and I and I don't trust Tyler Huntley to lead this team to to win, and we especially don't trust Anthony Brown. So, Fuck no. wonderful question here from one of the best people in existence in fantasy football and in Twitter in general, Gemmo the Icon. Gemmo, we love you and miss you too. We actually have a really cool idea for our Saturday shows after the season end, and I have a feeling we'll be in touch with you, buddy. So don't you worry about that. But Gemmo is a Chicago Bears fan. Gemmo wants to know where Justin Fields goes in a super flex in next year's draft. I'm going to assume, are we just, let's just treat this as a redraft super flex. Um, so where is Justin Fields going in a super flex draft next year, Josh? Top five. I don't know. He'd be six for me. I would go Hertz, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes over him. And then it would be Justin Fields. He would be number six for me. So five or six. And I would not in a super flex draft. If any of our fans aren't big super flex people, quarterbacks are heavily overvalued because of the fact that you get to play two of them. There are going to be instances where you would take running backs, occasionally wide receivers, occasionally Travis Kelsey over mediocre quarterbacks. But the conventional wisdom of the first round is walk out with your quarterback I would put those six quarterbacks far ahead of any of the running backs next year. I think they give you that kind of positional advantage. Well, and you also have to look six. into how much cap space the Bears have, the draft mm-hmm. capital that's coming in. Yeah, we're not even they're talking going, about how much they're better. They're going to get – like Fields is going to have a 10 times better supporting cast. So That's a really good point. With, with him doing what he's doing right now with his legs – on top of getting better weapons. I mean, look, I'm not, I don't know that that they're going to go out and make a trade the way that Philly traded for AJ Brown or the way that, you know, Buffalo traded for Stefan Diggs. Like they brought in Chase Claypool. I don't know that he's going to be a true number one, but they'll have a full off season to work together. And yeah. if we, if we get good Chase Claypool, like if we get rookie year Chase Claypool with like the upside that he showed, I think Fields is probably a top three quarterback next year. I'm going to hit you with something because you bring up a good point. I'm thinking of NFL right now, not the NFL eight months from now. And eight this months is from next now, year's draft. Eight months from now, we could be talking about Patrick Mahomes with another year older Travis Kelsey, no Juju Smith-Schuster who's on a one-year contract. If Patrick Mahomes is going out there with MVS and Kadarius Tony as his first two targets, 
I'm probably taking Justin Fields ahead of him in a super flex redraft league. (laughs) And it still probably won't matter because Mahomes will finish in the top five anyway. (laughs) That's true. So I don't know. The the rushing upside, Gemmo, it's always about the rushing upside in fantasy football. And you could argue almost no quarterback in the NFL has a better rushing upside than Justin Fields does at this point. And hopefully they spend some money on that offensive line next year. And last question before we jump into these downsides, we have to start one wide receiver, one tight end, one flex. So let's start with your wide receiver, Gabe Davis, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, uh, Gabe Davis, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell in a standard league, right? Oh, no, this is our, not Elixirs. Never mind. So it's probably some version of PPR. So one wide receiver out of Gabe Davis, Slayton, Campbell. You know, I actually like Campbell here. Yeah, I think I would go Paris Campbell. As long as there's some version of PPR involved here, I would probably go Campbell. Yeah, I, I just Gabe Davis is just so hard to trust. And I know Joe likes him this week, and, and Joe tends to get these upside calls right yes. more often than we do. But let's be honest, he averages one correct one every week. It may not be. That so it may not be Gabe Davis. Chance. Yeah. yeah, right? Um and you know, I'm sure and, and this is one of those things where it's like if you've if you've ridden with Gabe Davis, it's almost like you have to keep riding with him because that 30 point game is right there. And he has so that's what we talk about. Like we talk about five. this all the time is you have to yeah. eat the bad stuff to get to the good stuff, and that's yep. what you do with Gabe Davis. So maybe you do just throw Gabe Davis out there. Dawson Knox or Evan Ingram, Josh is is Knox. Oh, Evan Ingram. This isn't close for me. It's Dawson Knox, and it's not close for me. <laughs> All right, Josh, so at flex. You want to talk about a least consistent tight end more than Dawson Knox? Come on, dude. Dawson Knox is... mm, It's a good matchup this week. Um, Now, here's the thing. I would not start Knox and Gabe Davis. So I would go Campbell and Knox. Um, But the question is, of these running backs, uh, Patterson, Latavius, Mario Pacheco, or one of those wide receivers, who would you start in the flex? For me, it is not close. It is Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, Um, Pacheco would, no question. Yeah, taking on the Houston Texans, he is going to eat them alive. 100-yard game, at least one touchdown. It's going to be a very good Isaiah Pacheco week. Downsides. Uh, So, oh, oh no, we're, oh no. Are we doing a a sponsor? Apologies. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do a sponsor read, Josh. Okay. Well, I guess we'll do Oh, you that, said yeah. I didn't hear what you said. You said let's do <laughs> you know what, let's, we, we let's, can, yeah, we can do let's that. do downsides and then do a sponsor read. So it looks there like we're go. way professional and then just forget this part ever happened. Josh, one and two last week, 23 and 14 on the season. Great job, buddy. Me, one for two last week, 16 and 22 on the season. Not great job, buddy. And Joe, two and one last week, 19 and 19 of the season. He is stuck in between me and Josh, but making a run at Josh. Josh, you have Zonovan Knight outside of the top 24 versus Detroit. I know all of your reasoning and still hurts. Geno Smith outside of the top 15 versus San Francisco. I didn't realize we doubled up on each other there. And Mark Andrews outside of the top 15 at tight end. As always, talk about what you want to talk about. So I'll start with Zonovan Knight. I, I've been banging this drum that Detroit's run defense is good. Yeah, I know the stats are skewed. It says that they're like third yeah. worst against running backs. Blah, blah blah. They were really, really bad to start this season. Very and bad. then they got really, really good. The last four weeks, they have faced Saquon Barkley, the Bills quartet or you know duo of Singletary yeah. and James Cook, uh, Travis Etienne, and Dalvin Cook. Not a single one of them has finished above RB26 in a given week. And three of them have been in the 30s. That includes Saquon, ETN, and Singletary. So I, I know we all want to hop on this Zonovan Knight bandwagon. The Jets are built to run the football, blah, 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 this and that, et cetera, et cetera. 
this defense is going to shut him down. The yeah. way the Jets are going to win this game is going to be unconventional for their offense. They're going to need to sling it. Good news, Mike White knows how to sling the football. So yeah. load up on Garrett Wilson, load up on Elijah Moore, pray that Corey Davis plays. Those are the guys you want to start. It is not Zonovan Knight this week. I'm and trying to do the Gino, math. go ahead. Honestly, I'm trying to do the math quickly here. Um, the the stats I'm looking at right now are half PPR, but even in full PPR, I don't think they've allowed a 10-point running back since week seven. <laughs> there you go. That, that Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and it's been great. Like, Zonovan Knight's been top 24 the last three weeks, RB23, RB11, RB13. Like, he's getting the usage. So, like, if, if you feel that you have to rely on Zonovan Knight, your hope is that he falls into the end zone. Like and he that, did that against really a good Buffalo team last week. So Yeah, and sure, I'm not saying that can't happen, but like I don't want to bank on that at this point. You may have to bank on it, and I and again, thousand percent, completely understand that. But that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm I'm not no, trying not running. It's a fair right estimate. It's Detroit. a fair assessment. And when you guys laughed me off this fucking stream when I said Travis Etienne would not do well against Detroit, and what happened? He did not do well against so Detroit. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm I'm fading running backs against Detroit. I'll tell I already mentioned how much I dislike Mark Andrews this week. Uh it's not because of the matchup, because Cleveland their defense is very hit or miss. Some weeks they look great, like all pros. The next weekend they look like they should be playing JV football and Pee Wee Leagues. Um, but I don't want anything to do with Mark Andrews right now. I don't think he has a top five finish since week six. And he has one top seven finish since then where he finished as tight end seven. Like he's been yeah. dog shit for like half the season. And the uh, but Geno Smith is so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Lamar really hasn't looked good outside the first three weeks of the season. Um, the, the, you know, back and forth of not having like a true number one wide receiver, I think is really getting to him. Um, there's only so much one man can do. Like yep. it, it is what it is. Um, but Geno Smith outside the top 15, um, I don't know if you guys have seen San Francisco play football, but they're pretty good. Um, <laughs> Very good at football. They, they've allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on average since we just 10. beat Tampa Bay 35 to seven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the mystique, I think, is really starting to wear off on Seattle. I think they're like one in four in their past five games. Um, and, you know, I know like they've got really good weapons like Tyler Lockett. I think he's going to be fine. I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. San Francisco does not cover slot wide receivers really well. Over the last four games against San Francisco, Tyler Lockett has three touchdowns. So I think he finds the end zone. But DK Metcalf has uh, one touchdown, I believe, uh, over his last four games and has not topped 65 yards in any of those four games. So they know how to shut down DK Metcalf. They'll let Tyler Lockett do what Tyler Lockett does. But they're going to bring a lot of pressure against a rookie left tackle in Charles Cross. They're going to get in Geno's face. And let's not forget this is also a road game. Yeah. So I'm I'm staying away. And, and it sucks because Geno has been like a boon for fantasy managers, myself included. He's been the one reason why my stack dynasty team has done well because freaking Russell Wilson decided to shit the bed. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not loving Geno this week. All right, as I mentioned, I went one and two last week. Uh, if you haven't guessed it yet, Evan Ingram outside the top 15 versus Dallas. Uh, Amon Rossi Brown, no touchdown this week versus the Jets. And piling on with Josh, Josh said Geno Smith outside of the top 15. And what's funny, Josh, is I normally go in and look at your picks. I don't know how I missed this. I almost said outside of the top 15, but I ended up going with completely uh, randomly 
fewer than 15 fantasy points is what I went with. So we're just calling for a very bad Geno Smith week. Uh, just to pile on on that. Um, he has only had three games below 20 fantasy points, but he only had six fantasy points the last time he played San Francisco. Um, they've obviously given up the fourth fewest at quarterback and seven quarterbacks have not hit this 15 fantasy point mark. Um, for the Evan Ingram thing, 40% of his points have come in his last two games, half of his games below 10 fantasy points. I'm just picking on the instant consistency here. And Dallas has been very good against tight ends. Only one tight end this entire season has hit 10 fantasy points. To Josh's point, that tight end was Tyler Higby in that week where he had like 13 targets. If Evan Ingram is going to see the volume, he could still be a playable option this week. I'm just not buying in. And then Amaran St. Brown, all of his touchdowns have come in four games this season. He has eight games with no touchdown. The Jets are giving up the fourth fewest points, third fewest points to fantasy wide receivers. They've only given up four wide receiver touchdowns since week four, only 10 on the year, but six came in the first three games. They've only given up four total wide receiver touchdowns since week four. So that is why I'm picking on the sun. God, one of my favorite players in fantasy football. I'm going to shit all over your Evan Ingram. It's going to suck against Dallas pick. He's going to be trash in his career. I knew you're his career against Dallas. He averages five catches and 53 yards. That's 10 fantasy points. (laughs) There you go. If he hits 10, I'm very wrong. He's a top 10. He's a top 10 fantasy asset if he hits 10. But no, it's a really good point, Josh, because you bring up the volume. And the one tight end who has beat Dallas has been Tyler Higby, where they just fed him the ball. And that's what you need to see happen. I mean, granted, look, we're not getting another Evan Ingram, like, boom week. Like, and that was what I wrote in my waiver yeah. article. Is like, we're not, not getting, getting 16 14. targets again. But, I mean, shit, yeah. I mean, shit, he can very easily see nine. They're going to throw the football because ETN's not going to run well against them. And then uh, Joe went two and one last week. He's picking on some fan favorites this week. Josh Jacobs outside of the top 10 versus the New England Patriots. CD Lamb outside of the top 16 against Jacksonville. Wait, he's Jaylen really doubling Waddle. down on the CD Lamb hate. I think he had he was fading CD Lamb last week too. That's the one on this where like that's your loss for sure. I yeah. think CD Lamb actually has a great week this week. And then Jalen Waddle outside of the top 20 against Buffalo. Josh, I think we both have kind of talked about Jalen Waddle is really kind of falling off of a cliff lately. Um Ever since the injury, he hasn't looked great. And then even when Tyreek Hill went down last week, he really didn't step up and do anything to replace him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, I, I can definitely see Josh Jacobs struggling. Um, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. Bill Belichick is usually pretty good about singling in on one star player and saying yeah. this, we're not going to let this person beat us. Um, I think Belichick knows in his heart of hearts how great Devontae Adams is. <laughs> So he's just going to say, you know what? We are not going to let them stop us and, and run this clock. So we, we've got we've to hold on to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it almost benefits them not to let Josh Jacobs beat up on them more than Devontae Adams. So yeah, especially honestly. You're, you're still forcing Derek Carr to beat you at that point. And Correct, we, yeah. And he's proven that could be a problem. Josh, before we get into streams of the week and everything we need to do to end the show, let's actually talk to the fans one more time. Yes, one, one last time. Uh, no point intended today. Presented by Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. The Performance Package includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver groin deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Manscaped was kind enough to send myself, Ryan, and Joe this performance package. 
we have not yet been disappointed. I mean, our, our jaws dropped just when we opened the package because the presentation. presentation itself was absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and just going through and like picking everything out and then I, you know, pull the thing out and I'm like, oh shit, there's a travel bag. And this is like a legit travel bag, like something right. you would go and you Premium buy from a luggage leather. store for like yeah. 50 bucks. Like this shit was like legit. Um, but all, all the trimmers are fantastic. Uh, they're, they're designed to reduce, uh, nicks and ingrown hairs. Um, the, the blades themselves are waterproof. Um, it's, it's, everything is made so convenient. Um, the, the deodorant, what they call the groin deodorant. Um, I I freaking love that in all honesty. I feel like I've been missing out my entire life by not using something like that. Um, but yeah, just for somebody that that runs around a lot at work, and it, it's definitely beneficial. And the boxer briefs themselves are great. I like how Joe put it that it just radiates up, and so yeah, you, right. You know you're fresh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, there, nothing, nothing we've come across with this product has been faulty, and uh, and that's the one thing that I've loved about this partnership with Manscaped is that you know they they've been pretty blunt with us to say you know what if there's something that you don't like, tell us. And yeah. I got nothing for him. I got nothing because it's been absolutely fantastic. So join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. You head over to the website, manscaped.com, enter in the promo code Club Fantasy at checkout and get 20% off your entire order, including free shipping. Once again, go to manscaped.com, use promo code Club Fantasy, enter uh, that promo code and save 20% and get free shipping at manscaped.com. We're going to uh, get to the questions here in a second, but uh new fan to the show, Warren Sims. Hey, Warren. Played American football for the first time and racked off a 75-yard touchdown. Touchdown! Let's go, baby. Congrats. First and foremost, Love it. kudos on running 75 yards and right? still being alive to come <laughs> talk on this show tonight. No, that's awesome. I hope you enjoyed the game. Um, Where are you from? I would love to know because I find it interesting that it is American football, and then I imagine you're not – in the u.s and then it's still a 75 yard touchdown and we're not getting into meters so i'm very very interested <laughs> knowing and knowing more about you and your culture um great great observation here from elixirs jeff driscoll is the new Taysom hill we bitched about this on monday i went in i don't understand what in the world houston was doing it quarterback. I don't know how I did not make that connection. So great. Well, call, no, like, and Yahoo actually went through and added oh, did they? The, like the quarterback type. Well, because uh, there was a position switch for Driscoll. Like he he'd gone from he was transitioning to tight end. I had and, no idea. Yeah, they there. I've seen some stuff on Twitter the last day or so with it. Yeah, I missed all of that. Um, yeah. very interesting. So. I still, I'm giving you credit, Elixirs. You're the reason Yahoo made that change. Um, so Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton, Kenny Pickett. He has lost Kyler Murray. It's a 14-man super flex. Um, so Pickett's in the concussion protocol. This decision could, I don't say the decision's going to be made for you. Because um, I assume we're just picking one of these folks for your QB2. Uh, Pittsburgh has the best matchup taking on Carolina. But the issue is, well, I don't know, Dalton versus Atlanta with those wide receivers. Give am, me Desmond Ritter. I'm probably. shooting for the moon, baby. <laughs> if Pickett doesn't play, I go Ritter. I probably go Pickett if Pickett plays. Um, because I am firmly of the belief, and Josh and I have talked about this and called for this forever. I am firmly of the belief Jameson Winston is going to get that job back at some point. So 
I, I don't know what New Orleans is doing, but put Jameis back in the game. What is going on there? Yeah, I, I have no clue, but give me. No, no, I'm good with Ritter. I think I would lean Pickett over Ritter. I completely get where Josh is coming from on this one. So, uh, what are my plans or our plans for drafting tight ends next fantasy season? Have they Same changed? thing that it's been for every year. Draft Travis, Travis Kelsey or fade it and stream it. <laughs> there, in leagues where there are random draft order, there is nothing I want or I dread more than seeing my name as the 101-102 because I feel obligated to take a running back. If I'm 103 or later, it is Travis Kelsey or bust. That is the only thing I care about. I'm walking out of the draft with Travis Kelsey. He will be my first round pick in 95% of my drafts next year. Yeah, I, I will say this. What will give me some hope for Kyle Pitts next year is how Desmond Ritter finishes this season. Because if Desmond Ritter plays well, that gives me confidence that Arthur Smith is going to say, you know what? We drafted these guys high. Let it rip, baby. Because yeah. right now, like, I mean, Marcus Mariota couldn't hit the broadside of a barn standing three feet from it on deep balls. And something that we saw at Cincinnati in college from Ritter, he can throw the deep ball. Yeah. He's pretty accurate doing it. I adored this kid coming out of the draft. Um, I don't like the weapons he's coming into. I'd feel a lot better if there was a Kyle Pitts, but maybe he throws the ball to Cordero Patterson and he instantly becomes my favorite. Yeah, throw it to somewhere. So yeah, exactly. Um, our buddy Warren is from England and, Super polite, wants to know how we're doing today. We are doing fantastic, great. We've buddy. had a fantastic show that we are getting towards the end of, but uh, thank you for asking. So, as always, we are going to end the show with uh, Stream of the Week, and we'll talk about Joe's P Corner. Josh, we both forgot to do props. I think you're putting one in right now, and I'll do one while you talk about your Yeah, I was going to um, look. Let me see. So, Stream of the Week for me is going to be Mike White versus Detroit. Obviously, there is a ton that you need to look into here because is Mike White even going to play? How active is Zach Wilson going to be? However, Mike White is averaging 316 passing yards per game. He has not thrown a touchdown in any of his last two games, but they've thrown the ball 101 times in those last two, two games, and I'm chasing the volume. And what helps touchdowns is the defense. Nobody gives up more fantasy points than quarterbacks than the Detroit Lions. As Josh mentioned, they've gotten good against the run. They have not gotten good against the pass. And they have given up 25-plus fantasy points to five of their last seven opponents. Uh, Greg Dulcich versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm obviously just going to keep picking on the Cardinals, and Dulcich is out Start there. Start your tight ends against Arizona. Exactly. I, honestly, Hunter Henry should have had a better game, but you know what? Three for 70. I say three I'll for 70 hits that 10 number. Exactly. Like, I'll, yep. I'll take it. I think there were only seven tight ends last week that hit that, so. Yep, 11 tight ends have scored 10 fantasy points against the Cardinals and way more important for Dulcich, 16 targets in each of the last two games. You got to keep an eye on it, but I found this one very interesting. If you're worried about Brett Rippon taking over, Brett Rippon was the starter back in week, I put seven on here, but for some reason I think it was week four. But regardless, whatever week it was, nine targets to Greg Dulcich with Brett Rippon as the starter at quarterback. So nothing to be worried about. And for the second time this season, I'm going back-to-back -back with my streams of the week. I'm sticking with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're still out there in a bunch of leagues. They're averaging two sacks per game with J.J. Watt back. They have two takeaways in three of their last five games, and they've almost have five QB hits during that thing as well, which lead to turnovers and sacks. The Carolina Panthers are still giving up the 11th most fantasy points to D and special teams, and they've allowed multi-sacks in two of their last three games. They also have a turnover in nine games this year, and you're chasing sacks and turnovers, and it's never a bad idea. As I wrote in our article, it's never a bad idea to chase TJ Watt when it comes to any sort of fantasy defense. Uh, Josh, I'm going to let you talk about Joe's P-Corner while I go and try to find a prop bet. 
Yeah, so Joe Joe's saying to obviously he mentioned fading Josh Jacobs. I again, I don't think it's a bad idea for this defense to key in on Josh Jacobs and slow him down. And I think the play Devontae Adams, obviously you're playing Devontae Adams regardless, but Jack Jones, their their rookie number one corner who's been lights out for this defense, he got hurt on Monday night. He left mm-hmm. that game. So I think that this is Joe saying, you know what, if Jack Jones doesn't play, they're gonna end up throwing Jonathan Jones on Devontae Adams. So even if Bill Belichick decides to key in and stop, to stop Devontae Adams, they have no shot at doing it because they don't have the quality of corners to do it. So that, again, I'm speaking for Joe at this point, but <laughs> that that to me just kind of screams, yeah, I'm, I'm riding with Devontae Adams. So. We, we've heard Joe's mouth enough. We know what he's what he's talking yeah, about exactly. here. So. <laughs> I, could, I could write his Wednesday script all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Josh, go ahead and talk a little bit about your prop. I think I have a couple. Of yeah, so I'm like, I'm popping an underdog. I'm like the very first line, Christian McCaffrey, 80 and a half. Uh, sign me the hell up. Seattle is terrible against stopping the running backs. They've allowed the second most uh, fantasy points to running backs over the entire season. Uh, obviously, with Debo Samuel out. Uh, that's going to create more dump-offs as well. And I feel like they're probably going to use Christian McCaffrey more in these like short passing routes. And if you don't like the whole season take that I just said, Seattle allows the third most fantasy points to running backs since week 10. They get absolutely obliterated. So yeah, CMC to the freaking moon on Thursday night. All right. I'm, I'm sticking with the Thursday night game. And Josh, I actually just went and put a bet on CMC and... Kenneth Walker below 49 rushing yards because I don't know why they're still having this as a live bet. I understand that Kenneth Walker is going to be back for this game, but San Francisco 49ers have been great against the run. Kenneth Walker is not 100%. Why in the world are they going to risk him in this game? <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I won a little bit of money on the, uh, the best ball mania. So I went ahead and put some money nice. on those two picks for tomorrow night. There so, you go. so that's I like it. there. Looks like our buddy Lee, haven't seen you in a while, Lee, is going to get us out of the show with one last question. Christian Waddle, Jalen Waddle, and DeAndre Hopkins. Standard league, he can only start one of them. Christian motherfucking Watson. Not even close for me, it's Christian Watson. Yeah, uh, I, there's no reason for me to, to sit him at all. He makes his living scoring touchdowns. And Jalen Ramsey makes his living this year giving up. Allowing touchdowns. So- <laughs> So, yeah, give me all the Christian Watson. (laughs) That's it. Guys, we thank every single one of you for tuning in. If you are looking for more content, uh, make sure you're following Club Fantasy. If you're just following our YouTube page, first and foremost, you're going to be entered into a drawing where you're going to get actually to choose what gift, what autographed merch we sent you. Josh, what are the options again? The three options this this uh, when we hit 500. I have a signed Stephon Diggs Bills jersey. I have a signed... Nick Chubb Browns jersey and a signed Mark Andrews Ravens mini helmet. So we'll go. spin the wheel. If your name is picked, I'll contact you and you get to tell us what I'm shipping you. And on top of that, you get to be notified immediately whenever we're going live. We have the Sneaky Flex every single Thursday at 6.30. That's going to be hosted by Kelly C featuring the Sneaky Girls, Rowan and Maisie. Um, it's only available on our YouTube page. They spend 15, 20 minutes just giving you their favorite plays of the week and answering your start-sit questions. It is one of the best start-sit shows in the entire industry. You will leave that show in a better mood than you went into it. You down with IDP every Thursday at 7 o'clock. Hosted I believe by that's going to be Friday this week. We're moving we're into Friday, Friday this week. Night. 
Yeah, uh, hosted by Queen Roxanne, and it's our partnership with Fantasy and Frames. Um, it's going to be Joe and uh, Nate Markham and Jorge Edwards, along with Queen Roxanne, breaking down IDP for you. Starts a different day every single Saturday. There is no script for our Saturday show. It comes on at 11 a.m. Eastern, and all we are doing is answering your questions. We start with a very brief injury thing, and then we go ahead and get into a show strictly focused on your questions. This week, we have Sam Holt as a confirmed guest, and I'm sure there's going to be someone else out there, but even if there isn't, you get to listen to Sam for an hour, one of the best people in the fantasy football industry. Uh, Who's your caddy? Club Fantasy and uh, Women of Fantasy Football's first non-football production. This is a show based on DFS golf you want to win some money kelly is a person you want to listen to and joe knows golf as well so those two have fun that's going to be every tuesday night at 9 30 and probably the thing i'm most proud that josh has went ahead and put together in a partnership with uh, fantasy alarm is her story in the making that is hosted by Britt flynn and Britt gets to sit down with some of the just absolutely fabulous women in this fantasy football industry this past week we just dropped our third episode that is ariel better known as Trash Sandwiches. We always feel like we have to counteract that that is her Twitter handle. We are not calling her trash. She called herself trash, but she is one of the most nice and genuine people. In that it really was such a fun episode, video. too. She, like, that, Ariel cannot answer a question without some sort of joy on her face. Exactly. She just, she it just She's everything that you want in just a person, let alone yep. a fantasy analyst and... She just actually uh, joined up with Fantasy Life as one of their editors. So there's there a really go. cool story uh, on this week's episode that dropped yesterday uh, about how that whole thing came about. So I definitely recommend go. checking that out. If you want it in written form, we have our articles. The DFS matchup report comes out every Wednesday. I put together just a little thing with the best matchups going into the week. Stream of the week is going to drop tomorrow. Blurred lines is going to drop at some point this weekend. Uh, everything's kind of fluid when it comes to our weekend. So I'm not going to give you any dates, but wide receiver matchups by Queen Roxanne. Blurred lines by Joel Worth, where he goes over the uh, Vegas odds versus the analytical odds. Confidence plays by Big Travi. The A-list, our DFS article by Austin. And then our props article by Chris Molina. Um, I do a waiver article every week, but that's going to be coming to an end here. But what's great about the props articles and probably even a lot of these other ones, board line especially, those are going to be going throughout the entire playoffs because they talk about all the bets that you can make in the playoffs where you're not even necessarily playing fantasy football anymore. So, Josh, any parting words for the people before we get out of here? Good luck in week 15. Let's march through the playoffs and – you know, maybe you get yourself a chance to win that nice little championship hardware that Ryan has up in the corner there. I'm glad I actually got that angle right on the first. You did. You knocked it out. It was really good. I always remember where it is. So I look like I know what I'm doing, but it does. It makes sense for me. I couldn't point to you if my life depended on it, except now I know you are on the same side as the belt. So that's just, oh. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Always remember that defense wins championships. Offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week. Have a great night.